How about this? Financial Accountability Office of Ontario has released a 20-page uh, report examining why Ontario's deficit has doubled. Yeah, you heard me right. Doubled in 2018-2019. Just a heads up here if you're wondering exactly who the Financial Accountability Office is and what they do. They provide independent analysis on the state of the province's finances, trends in the provincial economy, and related matters important to the Legislative Assembly of Ontario. And with that introduction, we have the Ontario Financial Accountability Officer on the line, Peter Weltman. Welcome to the show, Peter. Good to have you on. Terrific to be here, Kelly. So give us an idea of how big this but these uh, deficit is now. Well, so the deficit for 2018-19, which was the last fiscal year, uh, finished off at $7.4 billion, which is up from $3.7 billion the year before. And the reason we did this report is because we've seen a lot of numbers floating around out there in the last year and a half about what the deficit is or what it should be. I think at one point... Uh, there was a number about $15 billion floating around. So we thought there are too many numbers floating around. It's really not a very complicated issue, but it does need a little explaining, and that's why we did the report. Yeah, you're not kidding. A number that started floating around was $18.7 billion. That was floating around last November with the, the Financial Post putting out a headline. If Doug Ford honors his campaign promises, Ontario's deficit monster will grow to $18.7 billion next year. Um, uh, clearly... If they're right here, he hasn't kept all his promises. But let's talk about your highlights. <laughs> so key here is that we, you know, so really what we looked at was why did the deficit double last year? And we show that really a lot of it was due to uh, some policy decisions made by both this government and the previous government. So really uh, a combination. And that's why it's a bit of a funny year because it was a transition year between the two governments. So we've seen uh, revenue growth up. Tax revenue growth was actually very strong. The number, the number of the 7.4 this year actually came in well below both our projections and the Ministry of Finance projection last uh, spring, which we, we figured it would come in around 11.8. Uh, but revenue, tax revenue was way up. <clears throat> Um, and neither of us expected that. I guess our crystal balls are a little uh, need a little polishing on that side. But also on the other side, spending growth, and this was a big driver, spending growth increased 4.5% year over year, and a lot of that was attributable to the electricity subsidy. Oh, so not because we're open for business? Um, we didn't assess that particular line in our report, Kelly. So okay. I'm just going to talk to the report. All right, keep going. What, are, what other highlights uh, can you share with us? So I think the one that I like the best is, uh, well, not the best, let me just say. There are a few of them. The, the, the one no one I likes someone that picks favorites, Peter. <laughs> the one that I look at is uh, the revenue gains on page two of our report. So typically, re- tax revenues grow by around the same amount as the economy, as nominal GDP, which makes some sense. If GDP is growing, more people are working, they're you know making more money, they're paying more tax. But in 2018-19, last year, tax revenues increased by 5.8%, which is well ahead of the 3.4% GDP growth. So, you know, these things do happen, and these, these you know, it's a little bit of a windfall. Um, so what I'm hoping the report sort of gets across is we've had a revenue windfall. They don't happen every year. They happen once in a while. And yet, we're in a position where the deficit has still doubled year over year. So that's something that, that the MPPs, who's, which is who we do the work for, should be taking into account and they should be asking those sorts of questions is that, you know, longer term, 
um, we need to be you know mindful of that that uh, this sort of thing did happen. So there's that side, and then of course we see that um, some of the reason for the 3.4 billion dollar deficit last year was or two years ago was the sale of you know partial sale of Hydro One. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few other things that happened that didn't happen again uh, in this past fiscal year. So those are sort of these one-offs, <clears throat> and of course you know by definition a one-off isn't a yearly thing; it's a one-off. So again, MPPs and policymakers need to be mindful that these are some significant factors that have contributed to the, the fiscal situation right now. What effect, if any, um, would uh, D- Doug Ford's trying to get out of deals that the Liberals made have on the uh, deficit? Well, there was part of it too. So, for example, the cancellation of the cap and trade program. So, we did a piece on that last year, and that was uh, so effectively what happened by canceling the auctions. Uh, that reduced revenues by 1.9 billion dollars. And on the on the spending side, not all of the associated spending programs were cut at the same time. So, when you give up revenue and you don't give up all the spending, you run a bigger deficit. So that was a key one. And uh, and in some respects, the um, so the canceling of OHIP Plus certainly uh, brought some money back onto the spending ledger. Um, there are a few items there that um, that we looked at. The, you know, the, the the removal of the debt retirement charge for for brought some money back in. Sorry, it took that eliminated some revenue. Uh, the maintenance of the electricity subsidies. I know I keep coming back to this. Um, but those have been costly. They got to $4.2 billion last year. So it's not just getting rid of, but it's also keeping that has an impact. We're speaking with Peter Weltman. He's Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer about the report that they put out today. And in the report, they have uh, shown that the deficit has doubled from 2017-2018, uh, uh, the, the, the value being $3.7 billion. Sorry, not 300 Boy. We'd be in big trouble. Couldn't dig out of that one. $3.7 billion to a deficit of $7.4 billion. Now, okay, Peter, I'm not a math whiz here, but if the deficit is growing, um, then uh, we are obviously spending cash. Why are we hearing about this government's cuts all the time then? Well, in the budget uh, last spring, the government introduced the plan to get back to balance, and that plan was predicated very heavily on keeping spending growth to 1% per year. So that's nominal spending growth. And, there, and, and the programs that it wanted to restrain that, that spending on were, you know, effectively health, which runs at typically 4.3% a year, not one. Education, which runs at about 2.7% a year. And those are programs that are, are demand-driven. These are people that need the services. And as people age, they need more health services. As babies get born, they're going to go and, and be enrolled in school. So these aren't things you can suddenly, these are not discretionary programs. These are programs that have to be delivered. And if the government is trying to reduce the cost of delivering those programs, then that's another way of saying cut. So that's part of why that you're hearing all these discussions about cuts. Okay, we're always hearing that Ontario has the highest sub-sovereign uh, debt, uh, you know, around. Let's let's just talk about this 11.7 billion dollar uh, projected deficit that both you and other people have come up with. Uh, that would be uh, where we stood right now. We're at 7.4 billion instead of the 11.7 billion. I mean, a billion's a billion's a billion. Sounds like a lot of money to the average person. But can we assume then that this uh, government is doing well? Well, I think 
the both of us, the government and us, were surprised by the strength in revenue. And certainly it's always encouraging to have your your spending come in, or your, not your spending, but your deficit come in lower than what you had projected. So it's a good news story. There's no doubt about that. And we say in the report the government has overachieved on its on its uh, deficit projection. Um, and that's that's terrific. And I think our report highlights the reasons why. And as I said before, you know, a lot of it was due to a tax windfall that by definition is not something you can you can plan on year after year so it's there is still work to do to to keep things on track so it was a good year although our deficit doubled what can we expect next year well we're working on that we'll see the government's going to come out with its fall economic statement uh in early November, and then we will follow up with our own assessment, uh, probably a month uh, a month hence, um, and we'll have to see. We're having another look at uh, obviously revenue projections. You know, polishing up that crystal ball a little bit more because clearly we missed it a little bit on the last one, um, and we'll 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 see where things go. But it's uh, you know we're getting to the tail end of some of some strong uh, uh, economic years, some some good years, um, and uh, we'll just have to see what comes. I you- can't tell you right now might want to buy a companion magic eight ball (laughs) just a thought i'll take that advice all All right. right have a great day peter thanks so much for joining us thanks for having me cheers peter wellman is the ontario financial accountability officer global news radio 640 toronto